You're watching WLWT News 5, leading the way. Good morning to you. It is Wednesday, November 2nd, which is wild because it doesn't feel like it outside, which is a great thing, and we're not going to complain. So thanks for joining us here on WLWT News 5 Today's Daily Dose. I'm Kelly Rippin with Stephen Albritton and Fletcher Keel back joining us again today. Fletch, lovely to have you. Lovely to be here, as always. Um, it's hump day, as you hump day. alluded to in our... Do you remember when that ad was everywhere Ever. for about two years and then and everyone now said it's it for like another everyone two years. forgot that existed yeah and you heard heard the saying forever yeah still I, say, I still have a friend who will hump day every time and i'm like got it you thank do, you amy you do that very well thank you well i've heard it a million <laughs> yeah, she's probably times heard it a time or two. <laughs> she loves this day so uh we do have a couple headlines to get to this morning uh first being uh, a very evolving and interesting officer involved shooting in Claremont County. It initially was a call out to a home in Miami Township for a woman being stabbed. And then when officers arrived, the man had two knives on him, at least one of which when they told him to drop it, he lifted it instead. And that's when officers fired. So the police chief there saying that this was a textbook shooting is what he has called it. Uh, body camera footage, of course, today expected to be released, which would give much more insight into really how all of this involved. Uh, yeah, I thought it was involved. interesting that the, the chief said, I believe the chief said, you know, that the two officers there, one pulled a taser, one pulled their firearm, taser fired, missed, and then that's when the other officer, you know, uh, fired off his service weapon. But, you know, the good thing, we'll see the body camera video once we get it. I'm sure Fletcher, you and your team will get it all edited nice and neat for um, uh, the world to see because yep. uh, the transparency is what we want here. Yep. The other interesting thing, too, is that they have said multiple times that this person is not unknown to them. Mm -hmm. So um, not not sure what that means, but we will have to find out more. Um, but yes, we'll get some some updates today as we get through the day and bring those to you. Um, Angela Wagner's testimony continues and we're going to get a check of weather here in a second, so we won't get too far into this. But, um, you know, I was getting my hair cut yesterday and that this is this is something that everyone in the area, whether you remember it happening or not, is now very invested in because this case is wild. It is a wild case. Every time we think it can't get crazier, it then does with testimony. So we'll talk more about that here in just a second. But first, we got to check on the weather. All right, so fog is a big deal this morning. It's not everywhere, but in some spots, visibility down close to zero. You're most likely to encounter it crossing the Ohio River and in some of our other River Valley areas. Right now, it's 51 degrees. I would anticipate the fog lingering through about the 9 o'clock hour, and then clouds are going to take over, so it'll just look gloomy first half of the day. By late afternoon, a little more sunshine will make it up into the upper 60s today. Warmest, uh, coolest day of the coming week as temperatures hit the 70s starting tomorrow. All right, so more about the Wagner case. You know, the interesting stuff yesterday, this was the first time Angela has seen her son in four years since the day they were arrested. It's wild to think it's been that long before you see a family member again, but right. the things that they have admitted to and are currently on trial for, obviously very gruesome. And, um, you know, Angela testified, you know, she knew what was happening. She felt bad that things were happening. She went to Walmart and bought shoes for the things that were going to be happening. And, uh, you know, this point of the testimony would really stunned me. She remembers asking her husband Billy why there were so many victims and she says that he replied to her because they were there and it's just really chilling how each and every day 
a little bit more comes out in this trial. Yeah, and it's a little, it's kind of fitting to what we've heard with uh, Jake's testimony right. as well, where it's every time it's brought up, well, why did you kill this person? Why did you kill this person? It was, well, they were there, and he, that's just what the plan was to do, is to get rid of as many people as possible. So we're seeing, uh, seeing something of a theme with the testimony of the people uh, so far involved that, again, have played uh, along with Jake, Angela, as you were saying, right. uh, pled guilty to, um, I don't believe it was eight counts of murder, but it was something that encompassed everything just like uh, Jake did. They have pled two charges in an effort to not have the death penalty on the table for the other family members. Right. Um, you know, I was talking with Ashley Kirkland about this. There's just like a, a kind of an eerie level of nonchalantness yes. as this is being yeah. discussed. Right and you're like, it. holy cow, these are human lives we're talking about. And, and the way it's being talked about is so like, Oh yeah, I, because they were there. What? You know, anyway, yeah. so there's there's a lot going on there. Uh, that will continue today and we will have updates for you. Angela has opted out of audio and video. So that's why you will most likely be seeing and hearing a blank screen or you'll see something in the courtroom like yep. an empty wall, but you won't hear anything. Um, so we're gonna have to wait for Todd Dykes to uh, get us some Kind of update us. Right. Sometimes we're able to show evidence marker or mm -hmm. whatever they have popped up. Right. So if there is something that they're referring to, they are able to pop that up. We understand it's frustrating, trust me. We're feeling the same way about it. That's right. Um, this story got a lot of buzz last week. Ohio suing the Dollar General. This is the newer part of the story. Last week we heard about Dollar General in Butler County. Now the Ohio Attorney General taking action. Yeah, 20 stores, all of them, were overcharging for intentionally, not intentionally. We don't know yet, but people were getting their stuff, going to the register, and between 16 and 90% over what they saw on the shelf was coming up on the register. All 20 stores in Butler County and now the Attorney General got complaints that there were other stores in Ohio right. doing the exact same thing. As soon as we posted that, people were responding, this is happening in my town, this mm -hmm. is happening in my town, and many of them were outside of Butler County. Mm -hmm. So um, it is very interesting, and some people from other places across the country were starting to respond to that as well. Um, I mentioned earlier that some folks responded to the initial post last week saying, well, it's because they don't have the staff to go through and change all the prices, which are changing day to day, and then get up to the register, which is understandable. I mean, a lot of people are dealing with staffing changes. However, you can't mark something as $1.39 and then go to the register and it's three bucks, which is, I mean, some of the price hikes were drastically different mm -hmm. than they were on the shelves. And people have budgets, they go with a specific, you know, but amount that they plan to spend and then to have that price be so much different is, it's jarring. Yeah, and uh, Randy said it best uh, this morning, you know, a lot of these Dollar General stores are in areas that could be considered food deserts or mm -hmm. they don't have a big box store or a major grocery chain nearby, so this is their only option. You know, you have 80 bucks to spend per week or whatever your budget says and if the register all of a sudden says 110, you know, then yeah. you, you're gonna panic. Like, well, the what shop, do I yeah. put back? Who and doesn't and, get and this? especially if you're so used to getting something mm. for a set price. I know right. sometimes I'll go and I'll order food and I'll misspeak or someone will punch something in and I know it's supposed to be you know, 980 and it comes out to $12 and I'm like, that seems a little odd. Right. Um, so it's just that kind of, a lot of these people are probably familiar with what they go in to get and when they see that it used to be $45 and now it's $80, so something's going on there. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So. We also had an exclusive with um, Cincinnati Interim Police Chief Teresa Thiege on the police recruitment. The deadline is Saturday. If you have considered becoming an officer, maybe you were an officer in a different district or a different department and you're thinking, hey, you know what? I want to make that change. I want to make that shift. The deadline is Saturday. Yeah, you take the test. You pass that. You get to the academy. You get paid about forty thousand bucks while you're in the academy. Then once you get to the streets, pay goes up from there, and then you have a lot of opportunities for advancement. And it was, I thought it was interesting that the interim chief talked about. You know, they have a lot of different roles for officers. Right. You're not just 
in uniform and on the street. Right. I'm sure that's what a lot of people might think, right. but you can move laterally, you can have uh, opportunities for advancement. There's a lot of different roles that they need filled, so it's a matter of, you know, Call, no, calling in and checking to see what's available, seeing if you qualify, taking the test, and um, you know, going out there and being one of Cincinnati's finest. Yeah, and if it's not already on our website, it will be soon. More information on if you're again, if you're interested, all the links you need to uh, to apply and send your information in by the deadline. Yeah, uh, WLWT.com. A hundred people, I believe, they need to fill yeah. roles yep. for, um, and as Stephen mentioned, lots of different ones. So, um, great stuff there. We appreciate Lacey Roberts and her initiative in getting that interview for us. Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk a little bit very quickly. We've got Philadelphia and the Astros, Houston, in Game 3 of the World Series. Philly taking it. Local Kyle Schwarber also. Yep. Part of back-to-back uh, -back home runs in the bottom of the fifth to kind of put that game away. He's good and not to be overlooked, Nick Castellanos kind of set the tone of the night with a great diving catch on the first batter of the game in right field. So I think they called it one of his signature catches. Yes, Somebody was right. like, can you, I think it was his mom who tweeted, can you have a signature catch? <laughs> like, is that a thing? Yeah, the Nick Castellanos <laughs> signature catches. He's diving, and as he as the ball's landing, you're like, he's either going to catch this or it's going to be a triple because it's rolling to the wall. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then the last thing very quickly is Taylor Swift is coming to Cincinnati. I think if you know a Swifty, you have already heard all about this and you are trying to budget your, you know, Christmas 2023 gifts. accordingly. Yeah, Christmas lists are changing <laughs> as we speak. Yeah, even though you won't get to cash in on that Christmas gift until next summer, July 1, when she gets here, yep. a lot of people down at Paycor are going to go see uh, Taylor and uh, I think who else is coming? Paramore? No. Uh, no that uh, one's in Arizona. That one's in yeah, Arizona. only one show too. Uh, Muda and Gracie Abrams there, there, are, uh, there, there. are the two that will be coming to Cincinnati with her. And this is the first time Taylor Swift will be in Cincinnati. She's been in Ohio, I believe, every tour. I believe Columbus is usually the most yeah. popular spot. But the first time that she's coming to Cincinnati since her uh, first ever headlining tour back in 2010. Very, so a long a time. Yeah. The Played U.S. Bank Arena then, so uh, a bit of an upgrade in terms of, uh, in terms of crowd size. I don't think she'll have any trouble filling. Yeah. The Bank Cincinnati Swifties are are losing it and already in line. So, all right, that's all we got time for today. We'll be back with you tomorrow, back half of the week here on WLWT.